0: You're tuned in to The Kitra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Kitra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This podcast is being brought to you by my inspiring new book titled Courage is a Muscle, Using Heart to Power Your Entrepreneurial Dreams. You can grab your copy today on Amazon. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out another hot episode of SOB, Style of Business Podcast. I'm your host, Keitra, And today we're back with another wonderful guest. I'm speaking to Angela Hallowell, and Angela is the host of Honey and Hustle. Don't y'all love that, like Honey and Hustle, the Honey and Hustle podcast? And she's also the founder of Ange H Studios. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, visual storytelling, creativity. She's also a filmmaker as well. And she has a lot of things going in the uh, digital marketing space. And she has created uh, a wonderful platform to help people tell their stories. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get into entrepreneurship too, because that's what we do. So anyway, I'll give her a minute to introduce herself and then we will get the ball rolling from there so other than that hey Angela how you doing how's it how's your day going hey I'm doing well my day is going good thank you for having me on yeah no doubt appreciate you being a guest and let's start by um, let's talk a little bit about your your background Uh, just whatever you want to you know mention and and, you know I guess we could talk a little bit about entrepreneurship what inspires you and what keeps your, your your fire going as far as what you're doing
1: yeah, um, so I guess I'll give you a little bit of background about myself and how Angie Studio and the podcast got going. So I started Angie Studio in 2016, right after I graduated with my bachelor's degree, and I knew I wanted to get my master's, but I also knew I wanted to combine whatever my master's degree focus was with <clears throat> my passion for photography and videography. And so when I got my master's in the anthropology of peace and human rights, I said, "Wow, what? How can I?" do some documentary storytelling, documentary filmmaking, um, and actually make that a living. Right. Yeah. At the time, not something that people felt was a career. That's like, Oh, yeah. you know, get paid <laughs> right. for documentary filmmaking, you don't get paid for that. That's a hobby. You know, it's not going to be enough to sustain you. Um, but now here I am in 2022 and that's all that I do for money. So I'm really blessed to, yeah. that I'm, you know, went after it and that it has worked out really well and that I've been able to work on both, uh, you know, paid projects and things like the podcast, so my own original stuff. Um, And the podcast started organically because when I moved to North Carolina, coming from Alabama, it was like night and day in terms of the amount of resources and just people who were entrepreneurs that I had access to, right? Yeah. So I learned a lot faster, I grew a lot faster, and I said, you know what, It shouldn't, you're where you live in this country shouldn't depend on your access to starting your own business, right? And so I started Honey and Hustle as a way to pass the mic to other people who you know, I look up to, who are successful, who have been in the game for a little bit, to kind of share their story and their expertise for other people for free, free access, free knowledge, the way it should be, Um, and that has been going on to this day. So we're in season three of Honey and Hustle and just really – trying to create resources that will benefit people who are early stage entrepreneurs and just looking for a little bit of guidance along their journey.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that. And um, one of the things that you just mentioned, which is uh, definitely interesting. I th- I think that, you know, sometimes location, we feel like the limit, the, the resources can be limited, you know, depending upon where you're located, especially if you like have a specific um, uh, industry or, you know, a, a field that you're interested in, you know, and it, it, it reminds me of like, you know, how when people well, it used to be like before social, if you wanted to to act a model, you would have people who were trying to move to New York and you have the actors trying to move to LA to get their start. So when you mentioned like you when you moved from Alabama to, to North Carolina, like what tell us a little bit about how you were able to get those resources or what 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 are some of the things that you That you did, like, how would you encourage someone who's currently in that situation that maybe feel like there's not resources where they're located? But you know, what other ways can they reach out?
1: Yeah, yeah. So one thing that you know, I would, I would say, I'm a millennial. Um, Not that I really care about that title per se, but (laughs) um, you know, one thing that we're really big on is social media, right? right? Oh, coming to a new area. I was like, I don't know anybody, and it's not going to help me if I just have people that I'm following or people that follow me on social media in this area, nobody actually knows who I am enough to recommend me. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I did a combination. Yes, I still try to grow my social following to have a certain percent here in the Raleigh-Durham area, but I also just grinded and went to networking events as much as humanly possible, which, again, is relative to my location because there are just so many more networking events here in the Triangle than there were where I was living in Alabama. So every day for about three months, I had a nine to five. So after I got off work, I would go to a networking event. Mm. And that was my grind. I met like 500 people during that time. And my recommendations grew, my referrals grew. The type of clients I got was really spot on as I started getting better at telling my story and having an ask about who my specific client or ideal client would be. And it just got better and better over time, so that's what I would recommend. like don't be afraid to get out there and put yourself out there in the real world and meet people or find a way to connect with people online that isn't just well, I followed them and they followed me, but we actually sat down and had a virtual you know one on one chat and we got to know each other and we talked um, so really just find a way to get in front of people in a meaningful way is my my recommendation
0: yeah, no that's that's definitely great advice, especially for like people who are. You know, aspiring entrepreneurs. Because you hear like people who who um, always talk about how they wish or they want to do something, and you know, and you 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 get into the to the rhythm of trying to give them like ideas on how to get started, and then they hit you with that, but like this, but I can't, or you know, they can't find (laughs) they can't find this or this and that. Um, so you know, hey, there you go. You just said you know, get out there and just make yourself yourself available. And one of the things that I like about your story is just like you said, you know, people were saying oh you you can't get paid for being a documentary filmmaker. And here you are, you have your own studio, you have your podcast, you have your uh social media following which, you know, I'm I'm a part of your 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 social platform and I see how you engage and interact with the people um within your network. So when it comes to storytelling, like how important would you say that is as far as like engagement and just really um tapping into those people who are part of your your audience?
1: Um, so one thing I try to do is I try to post at least once every day on Twitter and LinkedIn and then spend at least, you know, 15 to 30 minutes each day, just really going through other people's posts, you know, commenting, uh, liking, sharing, that sort of thing. Um, and that's just a little lift for me. Um, another thing that I've done, and this is, you know, insider tips here on LinkedIn, don't be afraid to jump in people's DMs. You know, when you connect with people, just say, Hey, um, You know, we connected, you know, we have mutual connections or mutual interest. I'd love to take some time to speak with you and see how we can help each other out. So don't be afraid to, commenting is one way. I think DMs are something that people shy away from because they probably had DMs that they didn't like that felt super salesy, but not all DMs have to be like that. You know, you can really leverage them to, to have a meaningful relationship with someone
0: exactly yeah I, I mean and that's hey you know if if you don't get a response you just move on to to someone else you know there's always uh opportunities but you don't know if you don't try right um yeah yeah which is important and when it okay so tell us about like your journey like where were you like what type of discouragements like how did you overcome rather like how did you overcome any discouragements
1: yeah um so we'll say when I came here I did have a job at UNC that was you know in my field or whatever and my Master's degree field, um, and I think a couple things for me. And this may not be true for everyone, but you know, for me, you know, I came from. It took me nine months to find that job, right? Because I was 24, 25 at the time, and I never managed anyone. So yeah. typically, with a master's degree, that is something that employers look for, right? People that have managed someone. Um, but I just went straight through and did school, so I didn't have that experience. I was struggling in that area, and then while I was looking for a job, I was also trying to build and get serious about building NJ Studio. Yeah. So I was still pouring a lot of time and effort and energy into growing the business before I moved up here. But moving up here was a continuation of that. And I just think, you know, you just have one of those moments of just clear mental clarity where words come to you that maybe they're yours, maybe they're not, but you understand the truth in them. And for me, it was that eight-hour drive between Alabama and Durham where I was just like, you know what? Like, so I'm going to move eight hours away from home. To have a chance at the life and business that I think that I want, I'm going to go all in. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not leaving any stone unturned. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Yeah. And so that was, that was my motivation was really, was like, okay, I know what it's like to live without this. What would it be like to live with it? Right. Um. And I knew I didn't want to live without it because that was not a great life for me. I was not fulfilled. I wasn't, you know, in a place where I wanted to be. I wasn't, I didn't have the time freedom that I wanted and, um, now, you know, I can say, you know what, at least if I failed, I tried and that's what it was about for me. It's like, you can't say, you can't give up on something mm-hmm. you haven't even all the effort at. So for me, that was my motivation it was just like, you know what, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in, I'm jumping with both feet and just leave the chips where they may, but I'd rather fail at trying than not have tried at all.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good philosophy to live by. You gotta, you gotta go for it. Right. To even see if yeah. it's possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I I love that. Uh I I want to get into your the documentary stuff cuz I I I love the fact that you uh you know, you kind of focus like so you have like a a certain agenda that you're pushing and you know, you you have these different creative process uh projects. Uh and I guess a process too, but like how do you I guess when it when it comes to like the projects that you're involved in like is there like a specific um type of story that you're that you're looking for? Uh, narrative or you know what what sort of uh interest do you have when it comes to just kind of narrowing down the type of things that you're you're filming
1: Yeah so for me my topics typically range from environmental justice social justice human rights issues and within that uh you'll see a lot of the same themes of health equity and education um and really just equity yeah. across the board Um, So those are the type of things that I look at, I would say, just to give you an idea, a film that I'm finishing up right now is talking about this Black-led cycling group out of Richmond, Virginia, um, and how they really use cycling as a mechanism to create healthy communities within Richmond. Um, So really making cycling accessible, making it safe by going in groups, and really just promoting health and wellness throughout their community. Um, Oh, wow. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Um, And would love to do some more on food and food sovereignty and food justice and focus on black farmers and farmers of color. Probably my next step. But
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that would be really, I I, I would uh, definitely be interested in seeing that. Like there's so many things that that you could, you know, highlight and do stories on. But like, are you more interested in the um, commentary type documentaries or are you looking to do uh, Like, are you looking to, to do any feature films or anything like that in the future? Are you just strictly focused on documentaries at the moment?
1: Um, So I'm open to doing a documentary feature film. But right now, I guess I'm kind of at the place where, you know, make the film that you can. I just don't have time for a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's just the reality. Um, yeah, I think it would be great. But for right now, it's just kind of like, what can I do? What short stories can I tell? That are within that 10 to 15 minute range um, that could get my point across and, and that sort of thing. So, build up to a feature film. A feature film also takes a bigger crew. Than mm, yeah, that yeah right, right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, so really just growing and learning and meeting people, not just people that I want to do films with, but or films on, but people that I would want to create with. So, people who specialize in audio, specialize in lighting. I think that's this other little left out part of networking. Yeah. Yeah. People think you're supposed to, you know, when they think about networking, it's like networking the people that you want to work with, but it's also like, or that people that will pay you money per se, but not just networking and people that can help you grow and help you scale. Um, And that's something that I would emphasize to people as well. It's not just about clients. It's about being able to sustain as you grow and who are the people that are going to help you do that as well. You need, it takes time to meet the right people and get the right fit. Um, that's something I would just
0: keep in mind as you're networking. Dang, yeah. yeah you dropped a gem right there, girl, because that's <laughs> like that that's the rub, right? You know, a lot of people do overlook overlook the fact that um networking is about relationship building. It's not always about what you're gonna get out of it. You know, a lot of a lot of you you know what I'm talking about. Like I <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of people they go into uh networking um wanting some sort of immediate you know, ROI or, you know, like to get paid for a project or this and that. So that what you just said, like if y'all got, if, if you guys need to hear that again, rewind it back and you'll you'll get it. <laughs> so that'll take a couple of, might take a couple of times to sink in, but I definitely agree that you definitely need to be mindful when you go into these networking events or so even just networking with people in general, like, you know, there's always something new to learn. Um, And you mentioned something about time, which I'd love for you to touch on a little bit more, Uh, You just talked about like, hey, maybe I would love to do this, but, you know, I I don't have time for all that. You know, it's a a lot that goes into it. So how how are you managing your time? Because you have the podcast, you have the creative projects uh, when it comes to the films. And even just having that process, trying to storyboard and plot things out and to manage in social media. I'm not even going to get into that because that's that's the job in itself. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to trying to curate those posts and manage and. the photography and the visuals, but give us a little bit of insight into how you are managing your times. And even if there's some tools or anything that you have found to be helpful, um, drop those for us as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I would say two things. i would say truthfully, sometimes I do not manage work. Right. <laughs> right, right. Let me Just let it go. Yeah. But I would say, you know, when you work for yourself, you do have to have a certain level of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me, it's like, okay, really identifying what things are priorities and what things are not, right? And then what things that maybe are priorities, but I'm not the best person to do, so I need to outsource this. So having those three buckets is really helpful. For me, what has worked when I'm working at my best, working in blocks or working, having set days for certain things, so having one day that I edit video, one day that I'm all in emails and meetings, you know, another day for, um filming and recording and things like that. So trying not to push too much in one day and being realistic about what you can accomplish in a day, also a big thing. Um, And then some tools that have helped me, um, setting up my Gmail in a way that is conducive for me to get through my emails in a timely manner, Um, priority inbox for the win. Um, And then I also have some automations with Zapier and OneUp, which is my scheduling tool. So Zapier is like automations and stuff that you can use for your business. I use a lot of them for social media, for my newsletter, things like that. And then um, one up is how I schedule posts to LinkedIn. And it's also how I can schedule threads to Twitter. But um, so those mm-hmm. are the things that I use. they just kind of like, help me not be on social media all the time. Like, yes, it's good that I post every day, but I don't need to physically take time out of my day every day to post. I can schedule in bulk, be done with it and then just schedule 10 to 15 minutes a day where I'm engaging with people. And that's good enough for me because um, that's all the time I have. You know yeah. what I mean? I have clients, you know, and it's a good problem to have that I'm busy with clients, but, you know, they will easily take up all your time. So you need to prioritize effectively. Like you need your bills paid, but you also need to market yourself daily, right? Um,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's um, hey, that's that's what you got to do. You got to make sure that you are managing your time. And I know, like, even with you, um, I know your newsletter, like, that's the the honeypot, which is a a great uh, tool to have. A lot of a lot of people overlook the importance of newsletters and just kind of being in sync with their community. But I want you to talk a little bit about how you're using your newsletter and how we can um, you know, just kind of make sure that we're connecting and keeping people informed on what we're doing. Uh, just because there's so much other things that that go on and and we may see something on social, but then in the newsletter, there's some, you know, other piece of information. I think it's a little bit more in depth. So tell us a little bit about your newsletter and if anybody wants to, to join or learn any uh, additional information about what you're doing, how they can uh, check that out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the honey pot is a compliment to honey and hustle. See what I did there? Exactly. (laughs) Right. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Right. So it's a compliment to that. So I do share whatever my latest podcast episode is. And I also just kind of talk to the people in that newsletter with you know, they're regular people. So it's not anything super formal. But I do talk to them about, you know, what's going on with you guys? You know, what are you guys up to? Here's what's been on my plate. Here's what's been on my mind lately if I have any recent thoughts that I like to share. And then um, since the target audience for the newsletter is, you know, people who are entrepreneurs, people who either have a side hustle, Maybe they just started a business, maybe they just went full full time, or maybe they're at a place where you know they want to scale and they want to grow. Um I kind of give them insights into the creator economy with some articles that I found that may be useful. So I share a lot of things about developments and social media since marketing is a big part of owning a business. Um, I also share about you know what other um, entrepreneurs, well known, some not well-known, are doing that are making the news and headlines right now. So some creative ways to approach building a business that people may not necessarily think about all the time. So that's kind of uh, the gist of the honeypot. So if you're interested in something like that and getting more resources, meeting more people or just having direct access to me, please go to honeyandhustle.co slash newsletter, and you can sign up there and get it every week in your inbox on Wednesdays.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Hey guys, there you have it. And and speaking of access to you, like, because I know that, you, are you still doing your one-on-one coaching? I know that that was something that you were uh, doing at one point to help entrepreneurs and things like that. If you, you want to tell us a little yeah. bit about those services as well.
1: Yeah. So as I was kind of going through,
0: um,
1: I guess, like my yearly evaluation of my pricing and just services that I offer, um, I felt like it was better if I offered the one-on-one consulting. I have some other extras as well, like being able to sponsor the newsletter or the podcast or some freebies that I created that are all available on buy me a coffee. Cause I really do feel like, you know, if you're, you're selecting to do a one-on-one with me, if you are wanting access to my freebies, if you're wanting access to my audience, you want a relationship with me personally. Um, so all the, the one-on-one things can be found on my buy me a coffee page and it's just buymeacoffee.com slash Angela Hollowell.
0: All right, guys, you better get over there and we are going to wrap up here in a bit. But uh, there's a couple of extra things I, I want to I'm interested to to know, like which which podcast are you listening to today? Are you listening to um, business based, marketing, entertainment based? And, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, how pod, listening to podcasts may have helped you. And if there's any um, podcasts that you think, uh, aside from Honey Hustle, of course, that you think might be beneficial for um, an aspiring entrepreneur? Anybody, it could even be an entrepreneur who maybe needs some additional guidance. Like, tell us a little bit about what's in your toolbox.
1: Yeah. So I would say, and this is the podcast I recommend to everybody because it's the one that got me into it. So I actually watch this podcast. I don't listen. Don't just listen. I watch it on YouTube and it's called The Ground Up Show okay. by Matt D'Avilla. Um So I do watch that show. Um, and that's the one that got me into it because he inter- interviews a lot of creators and when he used to live out in LA. So, a lot of my favorite people are on there. Um, okay. Like Cole Wallace, who is an incredible DP and he does all the glambot videos. Oh. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah. yeah. Um, the super slow mo glambot videos that you see, like the Grammys and stuff. He does those. Um, and he was on there. Some other people I like have been on there. So, the ground up show is just super easy to listen and watch. Um, super aesthetically pleasing. Love it. Um, another one that I got into after I started the Honey and Hustle is Earn Your Leisure. So Earn Your Leisure is also a video podcast, also on YouTube, um, and they do a lot of things with people in media, music, entertainment, talking about the business of that and how they grew their businesses and stuff. So they've interviewed people like Steve Harvey. They've interviewed, I want to say they've interviewed Pinky Cole, who is owner of Slutty Vegan and who's growing by the day, by the oh, second. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, Yeah. Yeah, so they've interviewed people like that. So if you're into business entrepreneurship, definitely check out Earn Your Leisure. And then a third one that I listen to every once in a while is uh, the Rich Roll podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Rich
1: Roll. Yeah, he has a really good YouTube channel as well. He's like an ultra runner, but he does things that aren't like, you know, necessarily athlete related. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah, he does a lot of different types of stuff. So he's really cool. One thing that I want to catch up on that I love this trend that we're seeing now that video podcasts are, like, catching up to, like, mainstream media is um, music artists are starting them. So you have
0: oh, people yeah, like yeah. Alicia from the City Girls. <laughs> yeah, I see. Right. Yeah, that that one is I, that one is good. I, it's interesting. But, yeah, she has some yeah. good guests on there. It's funny. Entertaining, too. I need to catch up on her. Uh, my
1: girl, Mayo, who is um, an R&B artist from... The UK, she has her own with Billboard, I believe. Um, Yeah, just a lot of people have their own thing. And then, I don't know if this counts as a a podcast, but um, Apple Music, whenever artists release um, an album, they'll do an interview with Apple Music. Um, And Zane Lowe is, bar none, one of my favorite interviewers of all time. So I love watching his interviews with people. So, yeah, those would be my
0: recommendations. Yeah, no, those are some good ones. Yeah, no, I I hey, Apple has some good ones on there. Leave us, uh, give us a couple of words of encouragement or just, you know, just whatever advice you would have for anybody who's looking to step into really doing something that they're interested in doing. It doesn't have to be entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think right now, something that I've been pondering on is sometimes, you know, I have these moments where it's like, why am I doing this? Right? Yeah. Why can't I? At this point, I have enough experience to just get a regular job. Um, And I think the thing that stops me from that is really one, I'm asking myself that question out of fear. And understanding Mm -hmm. where that fear comes from is very important. And I think that for people who may be kind of on the edge and not ready to jump is one, asking yourself, where where does that fear come from? Is it fear of people judging you? Is it fear that you might not be well or do well at first? Um, Is it the fear that you know, you may be sacrificing something to have this or to do whatever it is you want. Um, You know, just wherever that fear comes from, one, acknowledge that fear and identify that. Um, And then two, instead of focusing on the bad, focus on the good. It's like, well, what if it doesn't do well at first, but it grows and it gets better, right? What if, you know, instead of saying, what if it only impacts one person? What if it impacts one person really well and it really, you know, helps them? that's a win to me. Mm, Um, You know, what if the thing that I'm sacrificing isn't something that I want anyway? Mm -hmm. You know, so what am I really losing at this point? I think it's really important to to turn it into a positive, you know, and even if it it only works once, even if you only do it one time, at least you can say you did it, you tried it, and you'll know. You don't have to sit there and think about, well, what if, right? So that would be my advice. Just really acknowledge where your fear is coming from and really try to move forward in a way that's positive and healthy for you.
0: We appreciate that. Y'all make sure that y'all get in touch with uh, Angela if you're looking for someone who can kind of help you structure your entrepreneurial endeavor, even if you just need some digital uh, strategy consulting. Um, Also, the podcast, which is Honey and Hustle. Make sure you guys Mm -hmm. tune into that in in the honeypot. I mean, for anybody who's looking to get started, I mean, that could be a perfect resource for you to get some tools and at least uh, be motivated to to move forward with the idea. And um, other than that, hey, Angela, we appreciate you for being such a wonderful guest. Make sure you drop your social media handles. Let us know. We can find you online for your services once again. And then we will conclude at that.
1: Yeah, Um, you can find me every day on Twitter at Honey and Hustle. Um, one word and sometimes I'm on LinkedIn you can just type in my name Angela Hollowell, and I post daily on there as well Um, oh YouTube also on YouTube at Angela Hollowell.
0: so YouTube yeah yeah, because you got the YouTube channel okay yep and you guys make sure you go and subscribe support my girls channel and um, you know hey she has some wonderful things coming this season as we uh, continue to move forward so Angela thanks again for being such a great guest and we definitely look forward to having you back on the show absolutely